this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg. Your guest name today is Catherine Muth. She works at the Buffalo Niagara Manufacturing Alliance and is their rep at the Northland Workforce Training Center, which is really becoming a manufacturing campus for Buffalo Niagara and a destination for companies interested in the region. This is a great episode. We talk about manufacturing's history, its future, and why Buffalo is well prepared for it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Rate us on iTunes. And I think that that is it. Enjoy the episode, guys. So uh, tell us a little bit about the Buffalo Niagara Manufacturing Alliance. So the Buffalo Niagara Manufacturing Alliance, also the BNMA, is the local uh, manufacturing association for manufacturers. We have over 125 manufacturers as members and up to 180 members. We're constantly expanding that and our connection with Northland is, is very much opening our membership base up. Uh, we do everything for our members from advocacy, networking opportunities, uh, supply chain, uh, gap management, things like that. And what we are now doing is working very closely with the Northland Workforce Training Center as one of the main operators of the center. So uh, that has really led to a lot of uh, more opportunities for the manufacturing environment. Right. And you touched a little bit on your your membership, can you kind of de- describe that demographic to our listeners? Absolutely. So the BNMA's history is a long one within the area, but not necessarily as as named the BNMA. We had started as a machinist uni- uh, organization, really. So we have quite a few machining companies and shops that are parts of our of our membership base. We are mandated to have less than 20% of our members be non-manufacturers. So if you do join as a manufacturer for uh, within our organization, you will, for the majority of the time, be meeting and networking with other manufacturers, which is a very unique aspect to our, to our group. A lot of other associations don't have that. Uh, and what we're trying to do is really make sure that our manufacturers have a voice. We connect back with MACNI, which is a very large manufacturing association out of uh, central New York. We work with MAST in uh, the southern tier. And what we're trying to do is provide a voice for our manufacturers throughout this area. Awesome. So um, we've talked a lot about the Northern Workforce Training Center on this podcast. Yes. Um, I had Stephen Tucker here to, to talk. We host our annual meeting at their space. Yes. Um, so I think our listeners know a bit about the training center, but from your perspective, what has like BNMA's role been from the beginning? Mm-hmm. And um, let's get into like the, the collaboration with industry to Absolutely. curriculum and yeah. equipment purchasing, stuff like that. So one of the things about this project that specifically attracted me about it is that this workforce development platform is radically different from the others that are happening. From the very beginning, the BNMA has been a part of developing the curriculum, developing the programs, ensuring that industry has a connection back to everything that's happening at the center itself. So for instance, the BNMA is one of the four operating managers of the of the organization that they join Catholic Charities Goodwill Industries and the uh, Buffalo Urban League to make up that group uh, the BNMA obviously is the voice of industry and our goal is to ensure that industry is represented well so that really comes down to what my job is and and that's doing all of our industry relations so it's everything from ensuring that 
the manufacturing industry knows what's happening at Northland, understands how they can connect, how they can um, hire our students, and how they can help uh, support the training that's going on. It also goes to our advisory councils. So we have advisory councils that are specific to each of the programs we, we train for at Northland and the the group itself comes in reviews curriculum advises on what should change the ways in which we should be uh, uh, expanding our our offerings so for instance we had our machining advisory council come in and they said that safety is such a big issue in machine shops and that when they were walking through our facility talking to our students and reviewing the curriculum they did not feel like there was a heavy emphasis on uh, safety and and even 5s which is really really a part of lean manufacturing, which a lot of companies and organizations are moving towards to save money and be more efficient. So what we did is we talked to the schools and understood what they were talking about in terms of safety and brought that back. And then from there, we're able to make some adjustments. So for instance, before, none of our students were required to have OSHA. And now moving forward, all of our students will be required to have the OSHA 10 certificate. So that was a direct, re, re, directly related back to our conversation with industry. Uh, so the whole project is very important. Um, to the industrial partners and what we're trying to do is just make sure they constantly have a voice so anyone who's who's plugging in to Northland has me as a resource there I sit as a, an employee of the BNMA but I do all of the Northland industry relations so that's it's it's kind of this wonderful mix of of bringing that side into this workforce development uh, structure and just before we started recording, we were talking about Buffalo Manufacturing Works joining. Yes. Uh, In Insight Consulting will be moving there. Uh, for Buffalo, what does it mean to have almost like a manufacturing campus where yeah. all these resources are housed together and, and you can go from door to door and get pretty much everything you need under one roof? Yeah, I think that this is the thing that Buffalo desperately needed for this industry. Uh, so what I was mentioning before was that with... Uh, Buffalo Manufacturing works there. A company can come there, work with them, come and plug in at the same time to what we're doing at Northland, meet our students, potentially hire our students. We even have uh, some of the, the labs within uh, Buffalo Manufacturing Works with high school students that can leave into a pipeline for our students. So, you know, it's it's just a wonderful kind of way of of allowing a company to take less time out of their day to meet all of the things that they need to do um, going to all of these different organizations. And I think it's really going to help our manufacturers achieve their goals. Right. So some of the skills that are being taught at Northland include like welding and electrical construction, which our listeners have an idea of in their head. Yes. But they're also teaching things like uh, mechatronics, which yeah. people might not know. Uh, you know what it is at all or what industries can benefit from it so right. tell tell our listeners you know what is mechatronics yep. which industries can benefit and yes. why is that such an important talent pipeline that we're developing absolutely so our mechatronics uh, program is a one-year certificate program run out of SUNY Erie in that program students are going to learn everything from basic electrical construction uh, work. So they're going to learn how to, to run electrical within a home, but then they're also going to learn how to apply those skills to the manufacturing industrial environment. So they're gonna learn pneumatics, hydraulics, uh, uh, automatics, um, 
PLCs, robotics, and, and basically the way I like to describe it is they, as a technician, can come into your facility and help set things up, troubleshoot, ensure that the line is running appropriately and correctly. And this is very important to the, to the industry because as we continue to move more towards automation, these individuals are the ones that you will need in order to make sure that you are uh, working effectively and well within your organization. So I feel that mechatronics is maybe a little undersold, but as you continue forward next five, 10 years, that they're going to be the, the, the students who are uh, going to be looking for the better opportunities, the, the, they will have more opportunities available to them because of the way that the industry is going. Uh, and <clears throat> if you come to our facility, which I recommend every listener to do, you can come and see kind of a little manufacturing environment that they the, that these students all have to design. So what they do can do is uh, they go through and wire everything, and it looks like this small little manufacturing plant floor with uh, with cranes and robot arms, and they actually wired that all and made sure everything worked appropriately. And the little the little manufacturing floor actually creates a little product, so it's super interesting to kind of come see and it gives a really great visual as to what the students can actually do with their skills yeah and I can say having done the tour a handful of times it's an incredible facility and uh, you know what they've done with the building repurposing the old facility into what it is now and all the classrooms it's really an incredible project it is an incredible it's unlike anything you'll ever see anywhere else it's state-of-the-art and uh, some of our manufacturers walk through and say that my place will never be as clean as this and that's okay (laughs) (laughs) we'll get up to that level but it's wonderful when I had uh, Stephen Tucker on he was talking about when he uh, I think he had just accepted the job or he was touring Buffalo for the first time and drove by the facility on Northland Ave and they said this is where it's going to be and he said that's impossible (laughs) how are you going to do all everything that you're saying there and now it's here. Have, you know. Yeah, it's amazing. I I started in July this this job, and when I started, we still didn't have a roof. So you know, just the other day it was raining, and I was sitting in my office, and I didn't have rain on me, and that was an amazing <laughs> experience. Uh, yeah. And so you know, it's come such a long way in such a short time. We are within our first year. Our very first students are graduating in May, and it's just amazing how how far a, a, an an organization and a thought can come in such a short amount of time. Right. So we started to touch on it, and I kind of want to zoom out to not just Northland, but manufacturing in general. Yes. Um, I think that the the myth or notion that American manufacturing is dead has been disproven over the last several years, and I don't think many people think that anymore. But you have to admit that it's changing, and Absolutely. it's going to change more in the next couple of years. So yeah. in what ways do you see the industry most significantly changing five, ten years down the line? I think that the introduction of automation will be the largest piece of that. And when I say automation, I think that that does scare people, especially when you're looking at manufacturing as a career option. Uh, When we say automation, it doesn't mean a decrease in jobs. It just means a different skill set. And we are training for that at Northland. Uh, If you go and talk to a lot of the manufacturers in the region, they're going to tell you that they're still going to need machinists, electricians, and welders, that all of that can't be automated and um, robots cannot replicate exactly what humans can do. So there will always be those positions, but there will be a push towards automating uh, and 
making robots do more within a within a facility uh and and i think again northland has recognized that and we are training for those for those positions and that is that mechatronics it's even to a certain extent the electrical and the welding because they get uh, some of that experience and we've had a lot of companies that already have robotic welders come in and, and want our students because of the the breadth of knowledge that they are gaining in the program and the ability to come back and, and create things within that manufacturing facility that's really great um, <clears throat> so I think that as we continue to see an evolution of the of the industry it doesn't mean a decrease in jobs it doesn't mean a decrease in viability of of the industry itself it just means that it's going to be a different skill set that you may require and we are training for that and kind of preemptively prepared for it a different skill set and i think and from a lot of people i've talked to maybe even a, a more attractive job because yeah. you know it's not like your grandfather's manufacturing right. it's yep. newer cleaner all those things absolutely and i think that that's a big misconception of manufacturing now i grew up in rochester so no one hate me out there but <laughs> i grew up with kodak and xerox and i i worked there when i was uh younger to get an experience within manufacturing and everyone would say you know go and go go to college and uh, get a four-year degree and don't work here because this is this is not going to be lasting. Do you want to work in the dark? Of course, Kodak makes film, so it is dark, very right. different. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, coming back, I'm, I've now done a full circle. I'm back within manufacturing, and I walk into facilities every day, and it's so different from what you expect. Even yesterday, I was in a machine shop, uh, a pure machine shop. So they, they have lathes and mills, grinders, deburrers. It's a very traditional, what you would think when you think of machining. And that shop is immaculate. It's clean. It's bright. It has um, like a wonderful break room and places where you can work, but also relax if you need to and sit down. You know, I think that there's there's a change in the environment, and and people within the community should recognize that and say like this is a great opportunity uh, to to get into and start working within because really we. Um, we do need quite a few people to come in and do the, these types of jobs, and it's so different from your, your thoughts. So if you do come to Northland and have the opportunity to kind of walk the facility, you'll see a bit of what we're talking about, that new age manufacturing facility. Yeah, I don't think you could do that tour and, and still leave with that same perception. Yeah, exactly. And and you know what? It's, it's still manufacturing, right? We're still using all of our machines and our welders, and people are running electrical, but it's a little different. Yeah. So Buffalo has a rich history in in manufacturing, a lot of that traditional manufacturing that people think of, the B-roll that plays in their head. Yes. Um, but it's still today, you know, a pillar of the local economy. There's over 60,000 people that work in yeah. the industry. Yep. Uh, how do you see Buffalo as well prepared for those changes that you kind of predicted seeing and, and how can we... Uh, how can we be at the frontier of that? Yeah, so I think a lot of our companies are ready for it. I think that they have been preparing, and part of the reason that they are so ready is because there has been a lack of people entering the workforce for manufacturing. And so they've had to innovate, they've had to push forward and change the way that they've been doing business in order to meet their demands. So many of the companies have already started to automate, they're changing a little bit of the ways in which they traditionally did business in order to meet what what the supply and demand is is requiring them 
uh, too. So I think we are moving forward in that. And again, that doesn't mean that we don't need jobs. Right now, out of the Buffalo Niagara Manufacturing Alliance members, we have 3,500 open jobs. And that's within organizations that have automated, that have implemented a lot of efficiencies. And so it's just understanding, again, that skill set that they require. And Northland has been constantly in contact with the industry to ensure that they're training the correct people in the correct ways so that when you go to school there, you can go back out and and work in these positions for 30, 40, 50 years uh, to come. Right. And as a region for viability for companies, you know, our organization tries to bring new companies here. Absolutely. Why do you see Buffalo as, or what do you say about Buffalo as a, as a viable destination for those companies? So I think there's a few things. First, we have a rich history of manufacturing. We have a, a lot of organizations here that are willing to support anyone new coming in. Two, we have this training center. So now we're rec- we have recognized our, our deficiencies, as they say, and we are constantly working to ensure that industry has the correct number of people. If you take a step back and look at the whole country, this isn't this problem of, of labor is not an issue focused only on Western New York. It's also across the country. So we're actually doing something to to make a difference here. So come here and use the students for training because they're they're ripe for the challenge and they're ready for you to come. Uh, and they're going to be prepared for those new age things. And then three, I think that... Uh, you're here, which is a really important thing. (laughs) Uh, And coming from the background of working in, you know, the chambers and the associations, it's really great to kind of have that support of these other organizations as well. Right. Well, thank you very much for your time and this great interview. Before I let you go, we have a few fast, hard-hitting blizzard round questions. All right. (laughs) Uh, If you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Vanilla. Okay. Book or TV show that you would recommend? Oh, Game of Thrones, because it's happening right now. I, I did this interview <laughs> with uh, Frank Ewing last week. He was our most recent episode. And so far, you have the same first two answers. Oh, goodness. <laughs> there you go. Uh, text or phone call? Uh, phone call. Okay. Bills or Sabres? Ooh, I grew up a Bills fan, so I'll always say them first. I forgot Rochester. I know, right? So Sabre's a little difficult. Like, my my mom is from here, and we grew up with football more so than, than hockey. Although I have to say this last year was disappointing, and I think I watched more hockey games than football games proportionately. But I would always right. be a Buffalo Bills fan ahead mm-hmm. of a Sabres fan. Okay, that's my pick, too. Um, hiking or skiing? Hiking. And last and most important question, chicken wings, drumstick, or flat? Flat, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you very much for your time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Bell Ringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded, nonprofit, marketing, and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast Follow our social media channels and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.